You're listening to the Unfreak Parents Podcast, episode 017. You're seen to chat about parenting, life, and of course, Umphreys McGee. I'm your host, Sarah Jahimiak, successful event planner, online health and wellness mentor, first solo female podcast host in the jam scene, mom of three, wife, and total Umphreak. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thanks for being here for episode 17 of the show. I am super grateful that you are here. The band goes back on the road on October 4th, which if you are listening to this when it originally airs, October 2nd, so Thursday they are back in Kansas City, Missouri, then Madison, and then Chicago for part of the big weekend. I know everybody is super excited for them to be back. I know that I am. I've only been off the road for a month, but it seems like forever. Um, So because of that, all of that will be covered in an upcoming show. And this episode will just feature an on-this-day discussion from August 2nd, 2009 in Ann Arbor, Michigan at the Michigan Theater. So I did want to touch on Resonance Festival because it was something that we were really looking forward to going to. And I know that there are a lot of people listening that were looking forward to it as well. We personally decided against it. And honestly, from what I heard about the sound during the Moo show, I'm kind of glad um, it would not have been worth it for us. All of the things that we have to do logistically to go to a show in terms of babysitter for the dog and the kids and everything else. I would much rather use those resources for the four amazing nights that are going to happen in Atlanta. Um, There are a few videos popping up from the Brain Damaged Eggman set, which, if you don't know, is Chris, Jake, and Brendan with Magner and Brownstein from the Disco Biscuits. Um, from what I found as far as the set list goes, um, was Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Mean Mr. Mustard, Pauline Pam, She Came In Through the Bathroom Window, Dear Prudence, I'm the Walrus, I've Got a Feeling, In the Flesh, Another Brick in the Wall, Part One, Have a Cigar, Young Lust, Comfortably Numb, and Dark Side of the Moon. Um, I have no idea if there was anything added in there. Um, or honestly how accurate that is. Um, So if you are listening and you are at the show, you have video, recording, you have a set list, whatever, please feel free to reach out to me. All the info of where you can uh, find the show is in the show notes, Facebook, Twitter, email, or you can share anything on social media and hashtag it UmfreakParentsPodcast and I will definitely see it. Um, the videos I saw of this show were awesome. This, I am definitely sad I missed. I'm a huge Beatles fan. My husband is a huge Pink Floyd fan. So this would have been really awesome. Although I will admit, um, I'm not a Biscuits fan. And the videos I did see, I'm going to say that I honestly feel that Joel would have been a better fit in that band because I love the way he sings when they cover Pink Floyd um, together as Umphreys. So being a little biased there, I guess. Um, But it was still really good from the videos that I saw. On to the Omega Moo show, which if you did not know, that is Brendan and Ryan with Nick Blasky and Jamie Shields. 
I heard that the sound was pretty terrible for most, if not the entire show. Ryan even making mention of this on his Twitter. Again, I do not know very much about this set either. I did find a photo floating on the interwebs of a set list that I did share on the Facebook page and the show's Twitter page, but again, I don't know if it's right. I also heard that there was more jamming than what was on the set list because they were trying to work through the issues. So if anybody listening has any information, video, set list, whatever, please feel free to reach out and share because I would love to know and I know that there are people listening that would love to know too. So for the On This Day discussion, we'll talk about the October 2nd, 2009 show in Ann Arbor, Michigan at the Michigan Theater. They have played at this venue only one other time um, on December 1st, 2007, and they have played in the city of Ann Arbor a total of eight times, but the last time being the show that we're going to discuss in this episode. This show is seriously a gem. When I pick these out, um, I start by the date that it's going to air and then go by year to see if they actually played. And if there's not a special date or an extra special show that happened to fall on that day, I just kind of pick whatever I can find the audience recording for or, you know, kind of just how it looks on paper. And I can tell you that every single time that I've done these on this day discussions, I have found these shows that are just, they just totally blow me away. And they're shows that I never would have gotten to. I mean, there's so much music, so many shows that they've already played, you know, and then they're just consistently playing shows every year. So... I can't even tell you, I probably would have never gotten to this October 2nd, 2009 show. So I'm really grateful for that because it allows me to find these shows that are just absolutely amazing that I never would have listened to. So I love that so much. And honestly, I would love for somebody who's like super good with math to figure out how long it would take to listen to all of the shows that they've played so far. I don't even know the number is um, uh, on Nugs, but that wouldn't even be every single show because I know that they're not all on there. So it would be very interesting to see how many hours it would take to listen to all of, all of their music because I'm sure it would be a very long time. Anyway, the first set of this amazing show opens with this sociable Jimmy I just love the lyrics of this song, and they slow it way down to go into this jam five minutes in, and Joel and Jake start to take it down this sort of sexy, mystical, spacey, like out-of-this-world path, and then the jam starts to pick up and becomes this big other beautiful thing, and then taking that jam back into social, and then into this absolutely beautiful sweetness like this version I'll tell you is probably like my favorite version of this song seriously listening to it I was just honestly tearing up at one point just all these emotions that I was feeling from this beautiful music in some ways kind of like an, a reassurance that no matter what kind of crap that you're going through in life, that 
you know, everything is gonna be okay. And I just love how music does that to you anyways. But of course, you know, the emotion behind, you know, songs and and a band that you feel so passionate about anyways. I just love all that healing feeling from the music. And the first six and a half minutes of this song, like, are a moment to me where, and I know I've probably said this before on the show, but I've definitely for sure have said this to friends um, that are fans. There are these moments in, in when they're playing that you just feel this energy and it builds up into something that is so much bigger than us and Umphreys at that moment. It's just, it's very hard to explain, but I know that there are people that understand what I, what I'm saying. And I could feel that, you know, especially like I said, like the first six and a half minutes of this song, I could feel that just listening to it. So I can only imagine the energy, you know, in that moment being there and, I just love how how that feels. And this is definitely one of those songs where you can tell that. Then they take the back end of this jam and they switch it entirely and go into this heavier sort of path. And Jake is just seriously just spot on. And this note that he hits, and you'll know what I mean when you hear it, it just, it gets me. <laughs> it just gets me. Like, I hear it and I'm just like, that's the spot. Like, it was just amazing. And um, if you don't know, I will be playing um, actually the entire show after this discussion. So you're definitely going to want to make sure that you listen to this because it really is just an amazing show. The whole jam at the end of this sweetness is just so nasty then into the bottom half and the uplifting jam in here also really amazing and then they go into the debut of the marshall tucker tune can't you see they've only played one verse here however and it would not get the full song full band treatment until january 17th 2010. then they take that back into the bottom half mail package next I love the eclecticness of this song and just the mighty energy in the jam at the end of it, especially the dueling guitars between Bayless and Jake. Just that's probably one of my favorite things. And I say that a lot. Um, You know, the energy, especially between the two of them when they're playing is something that I love to hear anyways, but then I really love to watch that. And there's a lot of times that my husband and I will go and see other music and, you know, he'll mention something at the end and I'll be like, but that chemistry just wasn't there between those two guys. Like, so, you know, sorry for anybody else because I really hard, try hard not to compare, you know, the chemistry that they all feel toward each other. You can just see that. And you know, especially when Jake and Brendan are just going at it with their guitars. I just love that. That's got to be like my favorite sound, honestly. <laughs> um, so that, you know, of course, I'm sure was absolutely amazing. So they take this and slide it right into Kimball, another song that is has so much emotion and love and everything behind it. And 
you know, I know I've talked about that before. I know that there are other people that feel the same way. Um, and I do want to mention episode two, if you've not listened to it. Um, my really good friend, Jimmy Rogers, um, was the interview and he shared how that song is played a huge role and piece in his life. And, you know, it's just an absolutely amazing story. You're going to want to definitely listen to that. If you haven't, I'll make sure to link that in the show notes. And, you know, this song, it's just so amazing how it can either give you, you know, can either make you feel really sad in the moment because that's how you're feeling right now. And you need to just get those emotions out and you feel so much better after, or, you know, you feel super happy about these amazing things that are happening in your life. And so, you know, you take that route with it too. And, you know, I think for me, that is why I'm so into music is because of the healing that it gives people. And, you know, (laughs) this is the second time I brought it up in the show, but this show you know, I feel there's a lot of that, just the the emotion behind everything in this show. You can just you can just really feel it. Um, then into morning song, um, another one that I really love, the lyrics of it, again, the emotion behind the whole song. This one is really powerful. I this song always is, but this one definitely is. And Bayless sounds so great vocally here. And it's funny to think 2009 doesn't seem like that long ago, but it really is like it's nine years ago. And that's crazy to think how much life, I mean, personally for me has happened in nine years. But then when you think about just as a band, how much has changed in nine years. So, you know, to hear it, you can definitely tell in his voice that it was nine years ago, but only because, you know, he's grown older, so his voice has matured. But, you know, it sounds so great here. And the ending of this, how it's just all built up and then just kind of spills out all over with Jake's guitar at the end. Just beautiful. (laughs) They end this amazing first set by building up all this massive energy to go into 1348 and raging just right into this. I mean, this song, you know, is just such a powerhouse. And this version is standalone and it closes out the second set with such high energy. Bayless does mention at set break that there was a rumor going around the venue was going to stop selling beer um, after set break. So he highly recommends to all of the fans that they should go and buy up as much beer as they can (laughs) before they do that. Um, The rest of the show is just stellar as well. Opening with Plunger, a cover of Rasta Man Chat by Bob Marley. They've only covered that one 26 times, but recently, October 24th, 2013, definitely been a little while since we've seen that one and would love to see it get it dusted off again for sure. The jam um, after the song itself, six minutes in or so, all the way through the rest of the song is just so much different than the beginning with it being heavier and just raging rather than the reggae that started the show, started the song, excuse me. Um, I really enjoy this jam a lot and they take this and go right into DBK. 
the beginning of this sandwich is only a little over eight minutes and then go on this musical journey to go into Kiefer. Just such a lovely little tune that has only been played a total of eight times. I was really surprised about that. And it was last played August 20th, 2017. I really love the way Joel plays the piano in this song. And then they switch gears entirely and take it back into a 12-minute Jam Odyssey conclusion of DBK. Just an absolutely delicious sandwich. In violation of Yes, such a sick tune. Seriously. If you've not listened to this, make sure you stick around for this because it's fucking sick. <laughs> um, it has not been played since April 2nd, 2011. Another one that most definitely needs to come back into rotation. I would absolutely love to catch this one live. Joel in this is seriously so amazing. And Stasic gets really grimy at one point. I love how it switches and goes to, you know, an entirely different way. Just a really great song. And like I said, um, I would really, <laughs> really like to hear this one live. Um, there's, I will admit um, that there is something that they're playing at the end of this tune that I couldn't quite exactly place. And I know that the last time that I've said this, um, I had someone reach out and tell me, you know, what I was talking about. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So whatever they're playing at the end there, um, I couldn't place it. But if anybody can figure it out and, you know, let me know, that would be very, very cool. And just so you know, you can contact the show for any ideas or whatever. Um, all of that information is in the show notes where you can find us on Facebook, um, email, Twitter, etc. So everything is on there. Um, then we have Chris getting everyone to think that they're going to go into some sort of Van Halen uh, song or something. But then they go into this monster hurt birdbath to close out the second set. This song and the whole journey that it goes on anyway. This one starts out slow, then kind of creepy and a little weird, and then builds back up into this jam. Joel seriously just kills it the entire song, the entire time. This gets fancy, then it builds back up and goes into the song, and this whole time, Joel is just insane. So much energy, all around from everybody. You can just feel it by listening to it. And anyone that was there, I mean, this whole show, I'm sure anybody that was at this show can talk about the energy and how great it was. I get to this point where they're just killing it in the show, in the song. And I look over to see you know, how far we are in it. And there's seriously seven minutes left of this song. And I'm like, oh my God, like they've been raging this entire time. And there's still like seven minutes left of song. This one is probably up there with my all time favorite versions. Just, just wow. I mean, I've listened to it a couple times and it's honestly so hard to explain how 
amazing. It really, it really is. Like, it's just such a great version of Hurt Bird Bath. I highly recommend listening to this show anyways. The whole show is so good. But definitely make sure you listen to this. You will not be disappointed. Encore with Last Train Home by Pat Methney, I'm going to say. I'm so bad with names. Only covered by Umphreys 19 times total. Last played May 27th, 2017 at Summer Camp Music Festival. This song is so beautiful, and Jake's guitar is just so sexy. They cover this song really, really well, and it was a much-needed slowdown after that insane rage fest that was the two sets of this show. They end the whole evening with Turn and Run that got a lot of play in 2009 because that is the year that it was debuted, and it has been played less and less recently The last time being played this year was on February 15th. This is one of my favorites off of the Mantis album. Although I would probably say that about every song on that album, except for Prophecy Now. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't like that song. Um, (laughs) But just the music itself in Turn and Run, the lyrics, Jake's guitar at the end. I mean, you're definitely going to want to listen to this entire show. Um, This set list, I will put it in the show notes so that you can take a look at all of that. And the entire show will be played right now.
been And with whom you went Cause I never knew But I was only guessing About what I'd seen So I didn't mean no harm at all But you were willing and were able I never heard But there was too much on my table Stopping to eat Well, I took my seat for too long There's not a thing worth remembering When tomorrow could bring someone new So get used to the thought You can't be what you're not Life is already gone
Feels good to be back in Michigan. We appreciate you guys. Home state here. This guy too, uh, he, he lived here for quite a while.
Joel Cohen's over there, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Myers back there on the drums. That's Andy Zanadu Farrig back there on Perk World. We've got Brennan Bayless here, lead vocals, lead vox. Brian Fabex, Stacey here on bass.
guys, we're going to take a very short break. There's a rumor that they're going to cut off the alcohol after this, so I recommend you buy as many beers as you can during this break. We'll see you in a few minutes. Because we care.
Feels good to be back in Michigan. We appreciate you guys. Home state here. This guy too, uh, he, he lived here for quite a while.
DVD of what I would not say. Look at cheese and wine, and then pan for my Come and kick or blow up the only I know what it is.
Joel Cohen's over there, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Myers back there on the drums. That's Andy Zanadu Farrig back there on Perk World. We've got Brennan Bayless here, lead vocals, lead vox. Brian Fabex, Stacey here on bass.
guys. We're going to take a very short break. There's a rumor that they're going to cut off the alcohol after this, so I recommend you buy as many beers as you can during this break. We'll see you in a few minutes. Because we care.